Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. <laughs> Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. Realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks. It's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show. America's newest addiction. The show starts now. I once put it rather pungently, and I was flattered that the British Foreign Secretary repeated this as follows. Namely, in earlier times, it was easier to control a million people. Literally, it was easier to control a million people than physically to kill a million people. Today, it is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control a million people. It is easier to kill than to control. Wow, what a what a nice statement for a Friday, right, Brzezinski? It's easier to kill a million people than control a million people now. That's nice. Anyways, welcome to your Friday. And boy, do I have a show for you today. Wow. Uh, We're going to be covering some things with Ben McClintock from Defending Utah. And then uh, I've got George Staley. We're going to be talking uh, just a little bit more about Dixie College and about the statements uh, and, uh, and some other things about that, too. Then Robin Openshaw will join me. And boy, she has got some revelations. Let me just tell you about uh, what the CDC is doing and it's it's actually pretty scary um, and then we're going to uh, we're going to wind up the show today talking about fatherhood and the importance of fathers and we, t- we try to do this a lot on the show because there's not a lot of coverage for this uh, out in the press and so uh, we're going to be playing some really wonderful uh, statements and then I'm going to invite you to call in and share the best lesson that you learned from your father and I really hope you take advantage of that Ben McClintock how are you are you there? Ben, for some reason, I cannot hear you. Hmm, I wonder why. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, we'll just try this again. Um, in fact, um, I was able to hear him uh, a little bit ago, and uh, so I'm just going to call him up right now. <laughs> And hopefully he'll answer. He's going to be talking about uh, weather modification in Utah. So this ought to be really good. 1973, uh, this, uh, uh, I believe it's a piece of legislation. And so uh, this ought to be really good. And for some reason, I don't know why, but we're going we're gonna to try to get him on again. Let's see here. He's on uh, uh, Skype with me. And so let's try one more time for some reason. 
Um, as you can hear, I'm calling him right now. And, uh, okay. Well, you know what I'll do? Uh, I'll probably just have him call the, um, the number, the actual, you know, uh, phone number here. You know what's fun is when it's live. <laughs> I personally enjoy the liveness that we're sharing today because you never know what's going to happen on live radio. Uh, so uh, let's let's uh, let's see if he calls in. Um, so he wanted to talk about this because I think it's something that is is not very well known. And Defending Utah did a great piece on this. And uh, this is Utah's legislature and weather modification uh, from 19, since 1973 that they have uh, allowed to do. And they actually spend around $250,000 every single year on weather modification. Did you know that? Yeah. $250,000 a year. It's, it's just nuts. And so uh, um, I, I tell you this because I don't think most people realize that they do it every single year. And this is what Ben is going to be talking about for a few minutes. Um, but there are basic official sources. They quickly confirm that weather modification has been used in the United States for a long time. I, if you guys remember right, I played um, John Brennan. Uh, head of the avowed communist and head of the, the CIA, absolutely offering up multiple statements on the fact that we have been doing this for a long time, right? And so uh, we're going to be uh, talking about this with Ben when he calls in in just a moment. But I just thought, man, this is just, I don't think sometimes we, we dig into our own history enough in Utah. Hi, Ben. Okay, uh, Ben's with me. Gotta love technology. Hey. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And so I was just sort of kind of giving the preface to this $250,000 a year to weather modification programs in Utah? Yeah, the state legislature, ever since the late 70s, uh, up until today, is spending um, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, supposedly, you know, to, to seed the clouds, to so weather modification in different uh, uh, venues and um, what's interesting is you know right what we're we seeing now that's never happened before now St. George for the first time ever they're saying um, could face blackout that doesn't you know the, right. the, the uh, what we're seeing now is all these just constant droughts we've supposedly been in a constant drought for 20 years yet supposedly the state pays hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to seed the clouds to give us more rain they claim that 20% of the precipitation we get every year is because of that. So they're claiming we would get 20% less. But if we're in a consistent drought, and this is what they're doing, A, either they're making it worse, or B, they should save some money and stop doing that because it's not helping. <laughs> it's a great observation. No, you're right, though. I, I, you know, when, when, when we came out a little while ago and Governor Cox kept talking drought, 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 and I was, I, I just, something didn't sit right. And I, I know a lot of people are convinced we're in a drought, have been in one for 20 years. But it is kind of interesting that they're doing this. And I don't, so they have to renew this every year, right? Correct, yeah. So last year, the state legislature... Uh, passed a couple of bills. We have HB uh, 433 and mm -hmm. SB uh, 217, uh, both authorizing the $150,000 for the uh, 2021 uh, calendar year. Mm -hmm. And so it fluctuates. It goes from 200 down to 150. Um, but they're spending this money every year, supposedly, to give us more rain. But we're seeing this consistent 
decrease since they started. Since the 1970s, uh, snowfall has gone down, mm-hmm. rain has gone down. Um, and, and then you mix that with things that California is doing, right? They're, they've dumped their reservoirs into the ocean instead of just saving the water. Yeah, we and talked so we about have that. These different states doing things that are making things worse as opposed to trying to help, which, of course, as we saw during the last year, they just make up lies for reasons to take away our, our liberties. And so we're seeing the same thing with water and with fireworks. You know, the governor's so upset that he can't force us all to not celebrate our freedoms. Um, right. He's just really disappointed by that. Yeah. And uh, and the budget kept increasing, 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 even from 2011 to 2016, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the weird thing is it was going up every year. And then up to 2015 was its peak at 300,000. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's gone down a little bit every year, down to 150,000 now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I foresee a obvious manufactured drought that brings on famine that actually, that actually goes to their climate change narrative that goes to climate lockdowns, right? Is this kind of what you're foreseeing yep. too in the near future? That's what, I mean, why else? I mean, why else do it? It's interesting how mm-hmm. these, the timing, right? Right. Is just people I, I talk to that have lived in Utah their entire lives, you know, going back to the 50s how they say that it was, you know, they had huge snowstorms. We had these 17-foot drifts, um, you know, in, in Salt Lake. And, and now we're lucky to, you know, get a couple of inches. I think mm-hmm. we had, what, two snowstorms uh, this year? Mm-hmm. And uh, so why are we spending this money to modify the weather? You have all these statements by federal officials. You have um, the Department of Defense actually saying that uh, geoengineering were forms of eco-terrorism, that these things were going to be used to control populations Mm -hmm. and uh, that was William Cohen back in 1997 Hmm. and so we see this being used against the people where they're saying how much water can you use now we have the farmers if you can't if you can't be self-sufficient in growing food then the government basically has you know is controlling every aspect of your life right and we have the government now controlling farmers saying we're going to shut down your electricity to the the masses uh, and then uh, they're saying, you know, you can't water your lawn. Well, that's not the only thing you use with your water. Right. You water your gardens. You water you, the, yeah. the things you use to be self-sustaining. That is so true. I know. I read a scary document that talked about um, any uh, household farms, any household farms or gardens would be outlawed eventually uh, for because they steal yeah. too much water. And I thought, wow, that was, it was scary. It was scary to read that. But well, in the state of Utah, I don't know if you knew, most cities have a regulation where you're um, supposed to register your garden. And that seems, you know, one of, these, one of these old-fashioned laws that nobody follows. No, I actually had a neighbor. Uh, the city was just going after him for some reason, and one of the tickets they gave him was an unregistered garden. Talk about reaching. Wow. That's like uh, the, the law that says you can't uh, fish on horseback. Um, I don't exactly. know that anyone follows it. Wow. Um, I can't imagine. I can't imagine living in a world where you had to register a garden because 100 years ago, it was 95% of people had gardens and farms. Hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What is happening to our country and happening quick? Um, I'm really glad that you shed a light on this. Where can people learn more? Because you have a great video on this. Yeah, if you go to Mm defendingutah.org and just uh, type in the search bar, weather modification. We did an article in 2016, and we're going to update with the more current legislation as well. 
Um, it goes through and it documents um, what the federal government has said about this, what the state is doing about it, and uh, some some things that we can all do to take action to take our freedom back. I like that because, see, some people will see the decline in weather, right? And they'll say, oh, see, climate yeah. change. And, and yes, there right. is there are cycles that we go through, but we're talking about human caused, right? Um, but well, whether, yeah, and but what, SUV is clearly causing uh, <laughs> right. global warming on right. Mars. Right, right, so exactly. It's, it's, it's having the same exact effect that we're having here, mm-hmm. but of course it's my fault. Yes, and so what we're here to say is that this isn't human cause, but are we messing with the weather too much? Are we doing, are we doing too many things that right. messes with, um, you know, that delicate balance, right? Exactly. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you guys are, are covering things like this. This is why I like DefendingUtah.org. And uh, you've got so many wonderful articles, so many things you're working on right now. Well, I'll have you back on to talk about um, talk about guns and, 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 and sanctuary cities, um, all, yeah. all of those things soon, because I think that that's a worthy conversation. I know a lot of people have been asking their county commissioners uh, what the stance is on sanctuary city, but they seem to be passing the buck a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, I so appreciate you. Sorry for the technical difficulties. It's a Friday. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ben McClintock. Really appreciate that. DefendingUtah.org. DefendingUtah.org. Boy, they spend a heap of money on it. Kind of crazy. And I, I wonder, do people really know that they're doing that? I mean, do they? I mean, are we are we conscious of it, right? Okay, I'm going to come right back with George Staley, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about uh, statements made and uh, a little bit more about the polls uh, taken because they are really trying hard to change and take out the name of Dixie and replace it. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Big thank you to Ben McClintock, DefendingUtah.org. Go check that out. It's very interesting. They did a whole video on weather modification in Utah since 1973. It has to go through every year, and it's uh, 250 grand uh, every year. So, um, wanted to uh, give a shout out to him and thank you for coming on. And then also, um, just wanted to uh, make sure that you go to ABC Auto Body Central. If you're in an accident, you don't get told that you can choose your provider. You can. You get to choose your provider um, who fixes your car. And I would put, I, if it were me, I would put you in the best hands possible. And that would be ABC, Auto Body Central in Washington. These guys know what they're doing. They're honest. They're just all around good guys. And they're going to get you back in that car. It's going to look perfect. It's going to be safe. And uh, they care about you. And then they'll um, make sure that they work with the insurance company in, uh, you know, for you. So I just love their whole approach. And they'll even come to your home and do an assessment. They'll even come to your house and do an assessment. You don't even have to go there, uh, which is fantastic. And uh, I just wanted to mention Tropical Pool and Spa. If you're looking for a hot tub or a swim spa, this is such a great way to do it. And uh, you can even build a deck around it. These guys are amazing. They'll even come and and, uh, and maintain it for you if you want them to do that. There's just so many things that they have over at Tropical Pool and Spa. So many possibilities. And let them talk about those possibilities with you. Tell them we sent you and they'll take good care of you. Tropical Pool and Spa 
and I'm I'm serious when I say it's one of the highlights <laughs> of my of going home at night is uh, is knowing my hot tub is ready and, and there and it's just been an awesome thing. George Staley, um, how are you? I'm great today. Thank I'm you, good. Kate. It's good to be back. I. I'm excited about uh, what's happening out in the community that yeah. they really realize how the university has gone about uh, misrepresenting the facts. And that's that's why I'm here is to let you all know why they're misrepresenting misrepresenting the facts and how mm-hmm. they are. Uh-huh. If you're wondering why um, why George is on all week is because the one thing that, that um, the people that want this so badly probably don't like is uh, is the spotlight on the way that this was done. And, um, and that's really the important piece to this. And so I wanted to make sure that we had enough coverage on this to really be impactful so everyone can understand the steps they went through because it's just insanity so it, to me anyway. it, it really is you know and they paid almost a hundred thousand dollars for the cicero report and the cicero report is really slanted to take the name dixie off but when you read it knowing the questions they ask you can see how they really did mm-hmm. misrepresent the facts okay. and i'd like to talk about one of the things that they really started off and and how they really didn't care mm-hmm. when i say the i'm talking about the the cabinet and the president, they really didn't care if they destroyed the relationship between the community and the university. Mm -hmm. They didn't care if they destroyed the name or the the university itself and the, uh, and the community by misrepresenting the facts. And so that I'm going to talk about one that I think everybody should be aware of. And I would like Kate to read the official statement, the official statement from the college. Yes. Dixie State University's official statement. Now listen to this, please. The Dixie State University governing bodies, board of trustees, president's cabinet, university council, staff association board, faculty senate, and student executive council are collectively, so all of them, recommending to the Utah Board of Higher Education an institutional name change for Dixie State University. Now, this is what you really need to pay attention to. Through a multi-dimensional in-depth impact study regarding our name, we have learned that the inclusion of Dixie in the university's name is increasingly disadvantageous for our students and alumni, hinders our ability to recruit students, faculty and staff, and limits the partnerships we can build. Now, those are three very deliberate uh, messages and uh, saying that they have come to this conclusive information because of the report, the Cicero report. Right. Right. Um, And it doesn't there's no leeway here. It is. This is exactly the facts of what came from the report. That's that's how they're presenting. That's how they're presenting. And then Mm -hmm. in then in their. If you go on, I mm-hmm. want to talk about some of this. They have bullet points okay. that make statements from the Cicero report, and the bullet points are not okay. in, Let me... in comparison. I'd like Kate to read one bullet p- point uh, and say what the university is saying and then say what the Cicero report okay. says. Is, you want me to read this? The yellow. Oh, the yellow. Okay. The data shows that Dixie means the Confederacy to 33% of Southern Utah residents, 41% of Utahns, and 64% of respondents from our recruiting region. 
recruiting region. You mean other states? Well, yes. The recruiting region that they talk about is down uh, I-15. Includes Clark County, San Bernardino County. That's the way it's defined in the report. But as what I'm trying to get at, they use only one word. And what is that word, Kate? Confederacy. Confederacy. They say that this report says that... 31%, 41%, and 64% of different populations associate that with the Confederacy. Now, I'm lucky enough, and I'm probably the only one of the few guys that has a son that's intelligent enough that he took photos of the survey that he got. Okay. So I'm going to read from the survey that Cicero sent to a person in Washington County who was an alumni. That's how he, you know, they get different questions if you're in different categories. The word Dixie holds a range of meanings. To some, Dixie is associated with different regions in the United States. Dixie may also symbolize a specific time in history, a set of values, certain practices, or, or one's heritage. To start, please tell us what does the word Dixie mean to you wait a minute wait a minute the question was at the end but they came out with this statement right to preface this question that i felt was a little more biased that's a little (laughs) hmm okay and then so you were to write as many words as you wanted to in a blank Mm -hmm. and in that blank uh, you know you might write one word you might write 10 words right why couldn't they just say what does dixie mean to you yes Uh, yeah they they didn't need the whole precursor well that's the the way the whole report is is Mm -hmm. uh, focused so now I imagine that they had a computer read the words, and if it was Dixie, the mm-hmm. South, one, right. one, one mark. If it was uh, Cotton, one mark, because they had several things come out. But let's, I want to talk about the two last things. Okay. This is, as Cicero says, this is how they introduced the page. Those outside of Utah mm-hmm. associate Dixie with the South mm-hmm. and recognize Utah Dixie for less, particularly when prepared to those within Utah. <laughs> wow. So they're saying those people in San Bernardino associate <laughs> right. Dixie with the, <laughs> with I mean, the South. With the South. Mm. But now let's look but at. We the, don't. Let's mm. look at the last question. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them says Pioneer Heritage, Utah's Dixie Cotton Production geographical term and now we want to go down to the last two and i wish you could see it Mm -hmm. for some reason they lumped in the last category Uh two words the south Uh slash confederacy (laughs) so if you would have wrote the south in there Uh yeah the college interpreted that as confederacy the confederacy i didn't realize they were the same word no they they aren't but they only associated confederacy in the report so unbelievable i've talked to people in the community that are upset because they did write the south in the word and now the college is saying that that their South means the Confederacy. So, yeah, instead of Southern Utah, yeah, right? Too, so, well, because it can, mean, so, it can mean the South, so, the Southern so, part of Utah Yes, as well. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know how to, you know, the, the, the numbers they used are accurate according to that question, 33%, 41%, mm-hmm. and 
64%. Now, I've tried to get the raw data. I've asked people, I've asked people. I've and they've got, all turned you and down. And they've all turned me down. And you even had a legislator try. Yes. And uh, he couldn't get it. And he couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we've got a minute, I'll read. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I do, uh, I, I find this fascinating. And the reason I wanted him to go into more detail on this was because they're doing this all over the country. And I, I, we all need to know that. This so. is one of our state legislators. Mm-hmm. I talked with Henry at DSU about getting all the data on the Cicero report. Right. right. We read this on uh, Monday. No, I don't. Yeah. Did we read? Uh-huh. I just yeah. think we just talked about it, but I'm reading it word for yeah, word we, now. Yeah, we read it. We read it. But I. But yes, p- please go. Please he go. He beat around the bush mm-hmm. with me because I think they are trying to. Uh, they are afraid of giving. All the data out. I believe I convinced him that it's better for them to be transparent than to hide data, even if it is ugly. We've seen the church do the same thing, and it proves honesty and transparency wins out. He said he agreed and will try to get approval to get the data. I will follow up again Right. with others if so, needed be. He followed up twice yeah, more yeah. and didn't get it. So we we read through that and I, I, I'll tell you what, it's very telling and the way that they the way that they did this was so skewed to me. Uh, they wanted certain answers. They wanted people to answer a certain way. That's probably a better way to yeah, say it. And, and they tried to cover right. it up, but you know, the answers were not what they got. But this came out last December, and mm-hmm. they they sent it to every news or paper, every radio, and so all of those people then have have put the lie out there that the college presented because you know the college should be an honest broker, and they're not. Yeah. And so that the next question <laughs> is negative history, mm-hmm. i.g., racism and slavery, etc. So if you wrote those words. You know, those two words uh-huh. and other words. I don't know what other words they used, but if you wrote four words, you'd be counted as four people. You know? <laughs> so anyway, but I, that this one is what's surprising. Mm-hmm. Think out there, what, pe- what percentage did this come up, negative history, in Southern California, in San Bernardino and those? On the news, you'd think everybody yeah. thought it was naive. Six percent of those that responded <laughs> said six, huh? as- associated with racism or slavery. I don't know what topic you can talk about today where only six percent don't <laughs> think right. that. Oh and so gosh. you know, it's it's the way six percent pre- associated it with with those things. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, pe- people didn't hear that, did they? They didn't hear this data. No, no. they didn't hear this data. No. And, and, you know, I realize that I'm six months late with it, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I tried to present it. I asked to go to the to the different organizations that had a say to it, and I was turned down. Yep. And I, that's what I feel bad about. I don't know what they're trying to hide. Right. But I think they probably learned their lesson by the way they've gone about it because people really dislike the new name that this UPSU, well, yeah, um, <laughs> have put yeah. forth, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, and they talk about how they've gone been transparent, and all these students agree with it. Nope. If you look, if you look at the data, 
And I appreciate people standing up and talking about how bad it is. We'll be right back. More with George Staley when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. And we want to take your calls, too. 888-673-1450. Be right back. Check out our review. On with copiers. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I can still remember every lesson he taught me. Growing up, learning how to be like my old man. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. And of course, we'll take your calls, 888-673-1450. And uh, glad to be with you today. Uh, we'll have Robin Openshaw up next and then fatherhood. We're going to be talking about fatherhood. And I've got some wonderful uh, clips to play. And I want to take your calls then too. 888-673-1450. Uh, you can call up. But I just, this is so fascinating. It, when you really read the questions on, on how everyone got polled and how they pulled this information, you start to realize how much this was manipulated and that bothers me. It bothers me. I, it should bother everybody because this is what's being used to, to take away the, the Dixie name and, and it's going on all over the country, wherever you're listening from. It's happening everywhere. It is Kate. And I really don't understand why anyone, and especially a president of a great university and Mm -hmm. their cabinet and the board of trustees would want to, destroy the name of Dixie. Yeah, when, I don't get it. I don't either. And and they say that the data supports Dixie being a bad name. It doesn't. You go through all of the bullet points that they have. There's seven or eight more in there. If we talked about them, we could show how they've manipulated this the same thing, especially about you can't get a job if you're in, you're in Dixie. And so why are they doing this? I only have to say, and I'm not calling any of them Marxists, mm-hmm. but they've sure used the Marxist book. <laughs> the playbook? Playbook to, yeah. to go about the way That's they're try, trying to change it. Yeah. And we can't allow this type of manipulation to go, to go through. You know, we've got to call our senators and we've got to call our friends up north and say, hey, look, they're really... Mm-hmm. crossing the line down here in Dixie and what they're doing. And you've got to call your yeah. senator. Yeah. Because it's better if somebody in Salt Lake calls their senator than we call him. Right, right because right we're, we're not a constituent. We're not yeah. a constituent. Right. So we've got to get our legislative people on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've okay. got two that I know are really supportive, and that's Walt Brooks and, and Tra- Sag Miller. And Travis, yeah. And Travis, very, very supportive. Uh, Don... Uh, he's made some good faith uh, effort to get it back so we can at least have a fighting chance. But now he's got to go out and tell the rest of the senators what the college has done and how they've lied to the senators themselves, <laughs> yep. but with the information that they're giving them. and By somebody, saying it's absolute proof and it's not. Uh, yeah, and it's... And as all they have to do is read through mm-hmm. what the report says, but they need the questions also with it. Yeah. Because that shows how they lead to to certain certain ideas and certain points. Well, let's uh, take, you want to take the caller? Yes, do. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. 
Hey, Kate, George, great show. Hey, I just wanted to let you sure. know, I have a brother that's on uh, staff over there at Dixie College, and mm-hmm. he sent me that a uh, couple of the surveys, and I, I filled it out as having attended there. Um, I didn't graduate from Dixie, but uh, anyhow. But uh, decades ago, we used to live by Pat and Dan Jones, and Pat Jones is on this name-changing committee, and she's a former state senator out of the Holiday Salt mm-hmm. Lake area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she is... You know, she's married to Dan Jones of, of, of the Dan Jones polling company. It used to always do the, used mm-hmm. the polling during the political seasons and things, and they run focus groups. We've had emails from uh, them over the years to participate in some of their focus groups. And so, anyways, my brother thought, well, um, we're friends with um, – we're, we're family friends with Pat. I'm going to email her and tell her my, my, my feeling on not wanting to change the name of Dixie. And he pinged her an email, and she sent an email back said, hey – I want that name changed, and, and it's going to get changed, and wow. that's the way it's going to be. And this was this was like probably back in early March, Jeez. I would say, the time frame on it. So these guys already on the committee have their mindset like what you and, right. and uh, George have been saying, but just wanted to share that Thank with you. Thank you. But, you I know, really they have Cicero, uh, yeah. Love, and, yeah. and Dan Jones and Associates, all these polling places to spin this narrative is just you know, it's crazy. It's disgraceful. Uh, and, you Thank know, you. Uh, from what you tell me, mm-hmm. she she was at the meeting and made some comments. And it really just hurt me what she said. She says, and I'm paraphrasing it because the meeting was Monday and, mm-hmm. and they took the link away, right. but it'll be back up so you can see the meeting. But she says something to the effect, when we first started, I didn't understand mm-hmm. why they wanted to change the name right right then i've came through a metamorphosis <laughs> and, and then i came I, to I, be educated I, and yeah. now i understand and why. now i oh, understand gosh. and she says you don't realize mm-hmm. how the name dixie hurts people <laughs> i mean she doesn't know what hurt is. Yeah, she's, I do. She's I've been stayed improperly up, educated I, i've stayed up at night stewing and hurting and hurting because of, of my uh, roots here in Dixie, I wish she could talk to yeah. my wife and she'd know what hurt is, how I hurt. Yeah. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate that. I'm with you. I am with you. And we actually played her clip. And, yep, that was right. Yeah, that's exactly what she said. She said, now I'm educated. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, so... I've been born and raised in southern Utah, mm-hmm. and then as a missionary, I was in the other Dixie. Okay. And it predates anything racist or awful, and the reason they want to take it away is because they want to take away our history, and that's, yep. that's all i got to say. You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's, it's, it's really disgraceful, and they should be embarrassed about this. They, they really should, and like I mentioned yesterday— Educators don't should never tell falsehoods or lie about things to get done because if we educate our kids, it's okay to lie, it's okay to lie, it's okay to tell a little lie. It really hurts us as a country. It really does. I'm with you on that. And the damage it's doing. It is. To this community. To this oh community. Gosh. You know, uh, <laughs> one of my friends called, I don't go on Facebook or listen to other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of an old man that just kind of reads what I what I want to, and and but anyway, when you talk about transparency, there was a person on the committee that I became quite a good friend with, 
and I asked him to try to get me on the committee because I'd ask you, the chairman if I could get on the committee, and she just she didn't say no. She just never right. in, in sent an invitation for me to come out, and she knew what I wanted, and mm-hmm. I told her what I wanted. But he says, I says, well, give me their emails so I can, and he says, yeah, I can get your, their, your email so I can send them an email with some of this information on it. Well, about two weeks later, he called up because we were supposed to have a meeting. He says, I don't can't meet with you now. Two weeks later, he called up and says, I've got, I can't meet with you again. And he had a good reason mm-hmm. the second time. But I says, well, did you give me the information? And this was his answer. I was told not to share anything with you about the committee and what's going on oh, in the committee. And it was that transparent. Wow. And then he made the statement that probably has hurt me as much as anything in my lifetime. He says, they, and I don't know who they are, said that you're just an old man that has nothing to do but stir up trouble. Oh, my God! I mean, if these what? people understood what I do for the community uh, and my job, you know, I yeah. do wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's the only time I have. And I study and I study and I read and over and over so I can truly you- stay. Understand so much in this community. It's not even funny. I, oh I can my. truly understand what the truth is, but <laughs> I don't know what the truth is anymore because we don't have really? all of the data. Now, in the Cicero report, the summary that they put out mm-hmm. does not even answer half of the questions that were asked. I don't know what those questions' answers are, but they, why did they not bring them all out? Mm-hmm. What are they afraid of? What are they trying to hide? Amen. Amen. I can't believe they told you that. You know, it's very telling when somebody says that, though, because they're the ones stirring up trouble. Yes. So that what you have within, can you see without? Um, so they're the ones doing it, but then putting that on you because you're trying to shine a light on it. And uh, I, I, it's just astounding that they would say something like that. I, I mean, all it tells me is it's way worse than I think it is. Well, I, I don't know how bad <laughs> it, it is. That's what it tells me. I, I don't know how bad it is, but I know I've really tried to be honest in what I'm presenting and not try to, you know, make anybody. Because if you don't know, it's not fair to them. Mm-hmm. But they don't want me to know, and I don't know why. But I'd like to ask the students, and I don't know how many students mm-hmm. listen to this show, but it's up to you whether we keep Dixie or not. You've got to rebel against the way they've gone about it, you've got to demand from your uh, student government that we want to keep Dixie mm-hmm. and we want to be treated the same as groups were last year to, for the college to provide buses, not a bus, buses to take us up to the legislators when they meet on this pay our transportation and buy us food just like you did before and you know i feel really i feel really hurt for the student body president because she was involved in the meeting last december and when she came out of the meeting the press was there and so they interviewed her and this was her comment we love dixie Mm. that's why students come here. Right. 
Yet she voted against the name to take Dixie out. And then later, and I did not hear this comment, but somebody told me she made this comment, and I believe the person that said it, but I'm parap- I'm not going to say she did or she didn't. Mm-hmm. But the question that was asked, why aren't you supporting the overwhelming number of students that voted to keep Dixie in. Right. It was probably four to one wanted to keep the name, uh-huh. but yet she took it out. And this, so the student body, they used her as one of the things that wanted to vote against it. And she made this comment after something to the fact that when the students are taught about the evils of Dixie, they will change their name. Jeez. Now, how yeah. can educators feel great about brainwashing young students? I, I'm, I heard that she's a great young lady and, you know, on the ball. And, and uh, before this all came up, she was very supportive of yeah. Dixie. But I don't know. It, it, it sad. Bothers, it's sad and it bothers me. It is sad. And the fact that they um, that they say it's so terrible, yet they're offering for all of this to so everybody would be complacent about it was a five hundred thousand dollar committee on the history. <laughs> um, well, that's a weird problem uh, to have. Oh my gosh! And, and you know that's not going to do any good to have the history no. of the. Oh, the it'll chemistry. be erased out. Yes, yeah. it'll yeah. be erased out yeah. because who's Too going to take trouble. care of yeah. of where it's housed? You know, will it, be, will it be in a locked basement someplace, you know, yeah. and so it'll, it'll be moved out for Black Lives Matters to be there. Well, I know. I hate to say that, but, you know, it's well, it's something that <laughs> that we've really got to we got to take care. Well, so once again, call your friends up north, because I know you have a lot mm-hmm. of friends up north that really love Dixie that went here. Have them call their senators and tell them we're tired of the what's going on down there and the cancel culture you know, we can't allow it in Utah because nationwide you can see how it's destroying the schools and destroying the, the young college students. We don't want that to happen at our university. Right. We want them to learn what it's like to live in America, what it's like to live in Utah, what it's like to live in Dixie. It's important to them if they're going to be citizens that are patriots. I agree. I'm just, I'm really grateful to you for, for doing so much on this. And like you said, for all those months, trying so hard um, to get seen and to, and to you know, say the things you wanted to say about this and point the truth out. Hi, caller. You have about 30 seconds. Go for it. Hi. Um, I just wanted to let people know that I've made up some stickers. It uh-huh. says Keith Dixie in St. George. Nice. Um, if people would like would like one, okay. uh, I can give you my phone number. Sure. Call me. Go for it. Four, yeah, it's 435-251-7915. Thank you. Really thank appreciate that. Thank you very that. much. Yeah, thank you. Um, we really do need a, a, a real groundswell effort here because we're going to lose it and they're going to get away with this. And I don't want to see them get away with this. And I'm so glad that you pointed all this out. He's got all the sheets in front of him. I've looked at all of them. It's pretty amazing what they've done. I would like anybody from the college to come and and sit here beside me and say what I say is wrong. Amen. Kate, will you invite him on? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Are you kidding? (laughs) 
Invited. Consider yourself invited. Get a hold of me, kdkdallyradio.com. I'll be right back with uh, Robin Openshaw. Thank you, George Staley. Appreciate it.